Greetings, wrestling fans, and welcome to Squared Circle Society. Another another Dark Side of the Ring double feature for you tonight. I'm Fleshwind Dan, joined by producer Tad. Good evening. Pugs Dread. Namaste. And Mike Kruger. Welcome to primetime, bitch. So, yeah, we're here tonight to talk, uh, well, two Dark Sides of the Ring. Uh, always fun and... Uh, I don't know if fun's the right word. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. There's not too many that are light, I suppose. But Except for the XPW one, I mean. but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a good time. <laughs> That's a good time. That's a good time. Um, uh, well, Magnum TA, happy ending there. Well, was it? I know that's uh, that was on the wrong show. That was Tales of the Territory. That should have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I, I feel know. bad he never got his career, but, I mean, he's literally like everything after. Good, yeah, yeah. He turned out better than most of the other dark side of the ring shows. Now, if so. he would have had a long 30 more years on the career, it could have been a lot different <laughs> in his yeah. era. That is the irony about that episode. It's like you look at it and you're thinking, like, maybe that accident was a weird blessing in disguise for you because that is that is a good point. You never know. Uh, you would have gotten that NWA title and just partied like Flair and. Yeah, all the flares still here. <laughs> he made a deal with the devil at some point. <laughs> Flair, yeah, for sure. I was gonna say Rick Rick Flair is gonna be like the, the bombs will drop and Rick Flair, it'll be Flair and the cockroaches. <laughs> That'll be it. He'll still have his robe. Everybody else is gone, but Rick Flair will be roaming the wasteland doing the helicopter. Uh <laughs> So, I feel bad. No, no complain this time. <laughs> All those frog women that he's gonna have to repopulate with. <laughs> All right, uh, swamp women. If you want to preview for our, our review show this Wednesday, there you go. Yes, Wednesday, flesh wound horror live. Don't miss it. Also, be sure to check out our Jasmine St. Clair show. And our uh, Kaiju Chaos show uh, that we just did, the commentary on Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. And yeah, it's been a busy recording week, so got lots of content for you. Uh, but tonight, we are here to first talk about the episode, The Tragic Fall of Adrian Adonis. Uh, so history with, with Adrian Adonis for you guys. Uh, when did you first... Take note of Adonis. Was it a Piper feud? I know that for a lot of people. Um, I don't have. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but I remember him on. No, this will be back then. I remember this. All the Coliseum tapes and the best of the WWE tapes. I remember seeing him on on the older ones of that and leading up to, you know, the Jesse feud because I, I didn't get to see any of that live. I was a little too young. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. I um had seen him in I, I believe it was like a WWE magazine, uh, and that was like my first introduction to him. And then I looked at like I think one of the WrestleManias he was on. I just knew him as the you know the gay flamboyant character that he was playing in WWF at the time. But later on, when I became a worker, my buddy Lewis, uh, fucking, he's a really good aficionado of old school wrestling. And he was, we were talking about shooters, and he was like, Well, you know, Adrian Adonis is one, right? I'm like, Really? Like the big fat gay guy in fucking WWE? And he then 
showed me his biker gimmick that he had done in Japan uh, later yeah. on when he had lost all the weight afterwards and yeah. was doing some amazing work. And then we went into when he had the open challenge thing, which they covered in the dark side of the ring, where he would just challenge fans and it was 100% shoot. Go come in the ring and he beat the fucking brakes off of them. You want to bring that back, Kruger? <laughs> <laughs> With certain Man. fans, for sure. Man. <laughs> we'll let you in, pick them. Just, yeah. just make them think you're going to sign their papers. <laughs> <laughs> I was also, uh, saw him on the old VHS tapes, the best of stuff. But uh, to me, like the first gay. Uh, gimmick I thought of is Goldust. Like that was, was like, oh, oh, is this like Goldust's dad or something? Because that was that was small. I didn't know it any fucking better. <laughs> he had survived. And I was like, wait, that's the other guy. <laughs> that's that's the finish. If he had lived, that's the finish to the Hollywood backlot brawl. Piper's <laughs> about to finish him off. <laughs> nails Piper and Adonis gets out. Of oh, it. dude, if, imagine it, it would have been the OJ chase and the same ending. <laughs> Goldust then just like pins a mangled Piper just got like t-boned into it <laughs> there you go that would have been the finish ah if only sorry you were saying before my nonsense no that was it but i i do think it now it'd be hilarious if well it'd be unfortunate if the the, the, the lifted oj footage ends like how he ended tragically <laughs> terrible <laughs> I don't like that he was robbed, but I'm skipping ahead. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's, you don't need to kick a man while he's down. <laughs> As for me, I always appreciated like agile, yeah. big man, and like I mean, he was a big fucking dude at, at by the time he got to WWF, and uh, but just going back and looking at what he was able to to do, I mean, just uh, was really impressive. What's, and it's good. It was because of that base of you know him working all those years. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of had a similar situation where you know I hadn't worked for four years, but then like after a couple of weeks, everything starts coming back, and you're like, damn, I didn't even know I could do that shit at the size. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you look at it. I mean, he's he's certainly one of those guys that. I mean, you do kind of wonder if he had been able to hold things together a little bit longer. He wasn't that old. I mean, he still had time to have a hell of a run, especially at that time. I mean, he was only like 34, I think, before things kind of fell apart with with, uh, WWF. Um, And, uh, yeah, Uh, but also a guy who could talk, too. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very impressive talker. Uh, he was kind of the the total package. It's it's funny when you watch this episode and Greg Gagne, of course, very old school guy, if you've ever seen any of his shoot interviews, thinking like it was almost a punishment that he got that gimmick. But uh, it's not the first person to do that gimmick, though. Gorgeous George. I mean, you know, uh, it it worked. It really did. And uh, I thought it was interesting looking at the crowd and some of the signs that people got away with back then. Like, oh, holy I, shit. They, it was that's they knew what heat they were trying to get and they were getting it. So Bubba this, Ray Dudley would talk to you in the back for that shit now. <laughs> oh, not new Bubba. Not old Bubba. No, no, not old Bubba. Um, 
And uh, yeah, that, care, it's not even new Bubba, old Bubba. It's pussy whipped Bubba. That's the problem. But, <laughs> well, I mean, well, not seen Velvet Sky. Like, I'm not hating on him. It's <laughs> not with her anymore, though. So maybe old Bubba comes back. So <laughs> that always happens when the the old lady disappears. <laughs> I didn't know they were together anymore. No, nah, I think Are like a right? year ago, dropped. Yeah. Is that why he's back more to old Bubba if you listen to his podcast? I think so. It's like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> All that backed up baby better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty uh, pretty upset if I lost Velvet, too. But, uh, I mean, this is actually a really good episode, even though, I mean, the ending is you know kind of similar to a lot of these. Uh, well, a little different. I mean, this was, you know crash but didn't have to happen which is unfortunate <laughs> yeah it didn't didn't have to happen but i did enjoy the the story about bret hart going to his room and seeing him doing lines with mr fuji jim piper fuji was probably like fun to party with <laughs> dude the fuji was there the night fucking jimmy snooker did the deed allegedly so <laughs> so he can keep so he can, he's got his buddies backs too got it <laughs> precisely it's okay just play stupid <laughs> <laughs> it takes you a long way just look oh, confused that'll come in uh later with the butcher too <laughs> just grunt a lot they won't question you <laughs> if it worked for Ron. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, kind of like similar, you know, lots of potential, partied a little bit too much and couldn't keep the weight down. I had forgotten that uh, Dan Spivey beat his ass. <laughs> in retrospect, like Dan Spivey, maybe not the best one to like screw with. Like, yeah. this, isn't, this isn't like some five foot nine jobber it's <laughs> i mean you know you shoot but, on me okay <laughs> that, that does have to be kind of rough though for a wrestler to get your ass kicked in front of everybody like that even though it's his fault but you know i don't know have you ever witnessed that kruger where somebody just gets the absolute shit beat out of them if you yes sir Okay, lost. Have you partaken? <laughs> no comment. No, com- no comment. No. <laughs> but yeah, I've been there. But more times than not, I mean, you need to learn a lesson. I think he did. He became a better person after that. Stop being such a douchebag. So sometimes it works. <laughs> I'm just guessing, but it was just like, I'm the party captain now. <laughs> just fishes out his fucking pants for cocaine after <laughs> like, I'm, I'm taking this uh, uh, so so yes uh, Dan Spivey Dan Spivey did take it though like the first night or at least he couldn't get to him that first night yeah um, and uh, yeah I like how Adrian uh didn't really fight with honor. He did the whole like, hey, what's up? And just like tried to like headbutt you, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this was a pretty bad fight. I actually sent him to the hospital. 
a lot of wrestling fights get exaggerated later and the outcomes change depending who's telling the story but uh um and they kind of go over they chronicle him leaving wwf after being shaved by by piper and eventually dropping 100 pounds over six months so you know, even though for most mainstream wrestling fans, that's kind of the last image you have of him, uh, he still <laughs> got back into that uh, proper Adrian Adonis uh, shape. Yeah, he uh, went. He he went back to his uh, biker gimmick when he uh, yeah. dropped that weight and uh, ended up touring in Japan for a while. Yeah, yeah, uh, good spot for him. Again, I I could have seen him having like a Stan Hansen kind of run down there. Uh, because, because I mean, again, he wasn't ancient. You know, he could have been one of those good. guys. He was. He was. He could take a bump. I mean, the way he I sold. I would have uh, liked to have him come back at a certain point and but mix the gimmicks. So it's like, you know, cruising. Oh, <laughs> that would have been fucking cool. <laughs> He's just got the flag on the tights. On the bike? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know. He might have been a little bit past his prime, but you could have had the Adrian Adonis American badass view. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, um, American bear back. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> okay, Dan. I do love that. <laughs> uh, so anyways, one thing that I loved about this episode because, I mean, I knew how he died. I didn't remember, like, kind of all that stuff on, like, basically his last run in wrestling. There is a, an episode of Dark Side of the Ring within this, as far as the bear man goes. The fucking bear oh. killed his girlfriend in the shower. <laughs> yeah, pretty wild. Psycho style. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I mean, the bear had a fucking heart on. <laughs> that is... Uh, that is wild. <laughs> I don't know how that is not a dark side of the ring episode. See, for the uh, American bareback, he could have rode in the side cart. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes out with the bear, just attacks Undertake. <laughs> you, you could have had, like, fall bearer in assless chaps. Just like, oh, yes. <laughs> Take him down, cocaine bear. Uh, <laughs> and then take him from behind. Uh, Fucking Viagra bear. <laughs> the Undertaker's in like mid-match and then sees on the Titan Tron the bear like coming up on, on what was Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> is on the holding him back. <laughs> <laughs> DDP's just watching her and the bear starts ripping him apart. <laughs> Fuck. Well, he was also a family man. If we can give back to Mr. Adonis. <laughs> Some like diehard fans. These are fucking assholes. Uh, yeah, Welcome he was a channel. Yeah. Slave across the board. <laughs> he was he was a family man. Um, a good was... one too. Shocking, like that. N thankfully, one of these fucking stories that never affected the outcome of the family. Yeah, I was gonna say he didn't take the craziness home, which that's rare. That's, that rare. is very rare. 
I think in wrestling too, like that that you're, that you're able to, you know, party like that and, you know, just be a wild animal, then you're able to go back home and not, you know, take that with you. Uh, seemed like a really good guy overall. Like probably somebody that totally different when he was on the nose candy, but yeah, seemed like a good dude watching this. Uh, any uh, parting thoughts? Because I know we'll probably spend a lot of time on the next episode. Uh, I just think it's fucked up that they robbed him uh, as he's fucking dying uh, yeah, in that car wreck. Right. That like, you, how fucking scummy are you? I, I, maybe they did need it. There could have been like you know super poor and stuff, but uh, I don't. Not this time. Nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's terrible. But uh, we have flesh wound do not support robbing corpses. Put that down. That's on the record. Yeah, no, grave robbing is fine. Actually, robbing the corpse, not cool. <laughs> Can we pitch American Bareback to body? I I was gonna do that after with uh, Mr. <laughs> Fantastic. I do think that's great. <laughs> well, you said, we, we didn't pitch us something to, to uh, Jasmine. But you, <laughs> we, uh, that seems something more like I can slide in Munch's DMs. Okay. There you go. Uh, I have another one, too. Did I write that down? Go ahead. If you see that at the XPW show, credit to Flesh Wound Features. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely one of those ones. I mean, it was sad. You could still see even all these years, 35 years or whatever it's been later and the family's still obviously broken up about it but uh adrian adonis really talented guy and overall good guy too i concur yeah we will see if we're going to say the same thing about the next one uh i don't know i don't know we haven't uh we've never really done a topic on abdullah the butcher who i'd like to go first on this one Absolutely. It's Abdullah the Butcher, Legacy of Blood. So, uh, Kruger, what is your history <coughs> with Abdullah the Butcher? Were you ever on a show with him? I guess you yeah, definitely not starting when he's ending. But okay. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, but just growing up, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated used to have a lot of Abdullah the Butcher pictures. Um, he was in some video games, like uh, I believe Legends of Wrestling he was in, mm-hmm. and that kind of got me to start to look into him as a character and then as i got older obviously going into deathmatch wrestling and hardcore wrestling you got to look at some of the greats and abdullah the butcher was always like you know one of the best draws in wrestling as far as just being a total monster and when you're a monster character you study from people like that uh, i've seen a lot of abdullah the butcher matches like fucking more than i could count and um i will say his he he like definitely regressed as the years went on because he got heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier well he started in 1958 yeah yeah but but like he was still in semi okay shape up until like i think i would say like the early 80s and then his weight just got really bad and he stopped moving around as much um but Still, uh, even to his later years, could always pull off an interesting match. I even though he couldn't get in the ring anymore, it was all like let's just start brawling. Let's brawl like through the whole area. Yeah, Uh, I mean that's what. And I actually really did enjoy his matches with Hannibal, uh, 
because I, I remember watching them on YouTube back in the day when this whole uh, scandal happened. Um, so as far as a worker and just Abdul the ret- the wrestler, I mean, he's one of the most successful uh, heels, I think, of all time. And definitely like up there as probably one of the biggest draws in wrestling when it comes to being a monster heel. Um, but... <laughs> You can't be blading people with your own blades, homie. That's yeah. not cool. And saving them. Like, that's just fucking nasty, homie. Like, you, you make it that- enough to buy new blades. Yeah, like, you you need to throw that shit the fuck out. I think what happened to Hannibal really fucking sucks. Uh, and, you know, it's definitely scary, especially for somebody like me who, you know, <laughs> I just shared blood with Judge Joe Dredd, like, fucking three weeks ago, you know. And you just... There's a lot of scares like that when you hear these crazy stories, but also at the same time, this probably happened with a blade that Abdul the Butcher had reused and had been cutting people over and over and over again. I mean, that's just a mix for disaster. And just in general, like, if you're going to cut somebody, which isn't very common, you usually, you know, blade yourself unless, you know, you're too scared to or you trust somebody enough. But to cut somebody with a blade is one thing. To cut somebody with a dirty blade is like, just like an unspoken rule in wrestling. Like you don't do that shit. Yeah. Um, so it, it sucks what happened to Hannibal. Uh, personally, I don't necessarily think he would have <clears throat> been some great draw in WWE. Um, no. I think he, he probably would have fell through the cracks, like you know the Nathan Jones and other big guys that he could have made it on T. I mean, there were some questionable. Guys that just had the basic look. That did no, I'm sure TV. he would have been on TV, but I, yeah. I just don't. I don't think he would have been like you know a would, champion or anything like no, that. No, card no. status. Yeah. yeah, they may have had him like maybe come up and face the Undertaker for a program just to put Taker over or something like that. Yeah. Um, but still, it sucks what happened to him, and you know that's getting a really raw deal, especially with somebody that you trusted and as a mentor. Yeah, uh, it's just really shitty that Hannibal turns out he's not a return great the favor, <laughs> not a great fucking person either. And um, as far as the whole incident with him and how everything came full circle, and a couple years ago Hannibal beat the fuck out of a referee with a uh, spike, but <laughs> they, carved, they carved him though. Yeah, That's so tough. like I don't yeah. know if that was a spike or a knife because. I mean, if you've seen a spike that you use in wrestling, it's not that sharp. So I don't know how he cut him like that, but he cut the fuck out of that poor bastard and had put staples in his head. He fucking, you know, hard weighed him so bad. And just that's unacceptable, especially with a referee, man. (laughs) And, you know, just anybody in general, like, you know, deathmatch shit is one thing, but you're going to sit there and stab somebody in the head about eight times and leave gaping holes in their fucking like where you could see their skull nah man that's really fucked up so i'm kind of it's kind of shitty that you know the whole abdul the butcher story just in general is very very sad and it leads into a sad situation that happened to hannibal and then in the end he ends up fucking doing some really scumbag shit too so the moral of the story in this episode is almost everybody is a fucking scumbag other than mick (laughs) And like I yeah. did, cr- I did crack up when Mick was because they were talking about Abdul the Butcher not being able to read, and yeah. Mick is just like, "Well, he was able to read 
uh, <laughs> news three times a day when we were on the road. Had, not trying to be funny. <laughs> and he had a business, and yeah, I'm gonna say you can though. Like there are people yeah. back in the day that are successful that did that had like fucking a third grade reading level. Like just because yeah. you can't read full words, you can recognize well, some things and just third, you know third grade, hope for the you best. Can re- you can read though. You yeah, but you can't read legal down. words. He knew he knew when those letters started. Mm. And I mean, I, I do. I've he met knew. some people in my life that ha- were not able to read like that, but they did get through life. So they with it, again second to third grade education, you can get by. But yeah, I'm not like I said. I it, do think he played them like more dumb than he actually was. I think he knew once you know he got access to that blood test and i think he knew he was screwed he still hasn't paid anything and he never will he's like 82 83 now he's never gonna hannibal's never gonna get paid but um and there's a lot of weird stuff they didn't tackle here because i know new jack i wanted that beef addressed here man (laughs) there's a lot this this one in particular i was like man this is one of those episodes where it's like maybe they could have done 90 instead of 60 minutes because there's a lot to tackle but um yeah i i mean i know like apparently his wife left him in the middle of all this and i i know i've heard Again, these are shoot interviews. I don't know what is or isn't true, but some people speculating that maybe that's part of like trying to hide. Um, it is complicated. I mean, Hannibal's in Canada. You know, it, it's it's hard to get somebody like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I can understand Hannibal does come off as really really bitter. Us to this day, but, but he has a reason to be. I, he, I, I, he does. I would be. I would be better. In in that case, I would what's worse about it's like you find out like when you're getting your dream job. Yeah, I was gonna say like it. It's. I mean, he's a big podcaster somehow, some way. So. Is he? What's not, his show? Not not so much Hannibal TV, but not so much yeah. anymore after he pulled the referee incident. Yeah, but he. I mean, still has his has run his own promotion now for many years i mean i didn't he realize that was the same one <laughs> yeah he interviews like everybody that, see that yeah i didn't know that was same distance <laughs> <laughs> um so i you know i get it i get it i'm not really pro hannibal or even anti abdullah exactly it's just it's one of those it's one of those things where he, he should have been smart enough not to do that um and Which i guess one? both both dirty <laughs> blade um yeah i mean that was something that you know it was just common knowledge even somebody like me that didn't really like become a wrestler but just that is something you'd hear all the time it's like if you do it no dirty blades like they would lecture you on that and this was this was pre hannibal incident so uh that, that, that post man transit. Uh, that wasn't uh, a dirty blade. That was a fucking scalpel, motherfucker. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I do think uh, I, I was glad to see them at least talk a little bit about the Carlos Cologne feud with him and just 
what a huge draw he was. I mean, you kind of had Andre the Giant, but then Abdullah the Butcher as far as just, like, going and, like, blowing up a, a territory. Well, I, like, the thing with Andre is he's, like, more of a spectacle. Andre, uh, Abdullah yeah. is just a straight fucking killer. Like yeah. a monster. Kids are crying. Scared him. Yeah. Yeah. Give him the wide eyes, like, on the plane with Mick Foley. Yeah. <laughs> you got to protect the gimmick. I'm, I actually always forget how big of an Abdullah the Butcher fan I am until, like, I start – watching something about him and then i fall down a rabbit hole <laughs> i'm like oh yeah this dude's fucking awesome did you fucking get him live yes i did was it at xpw vengeance Fuck yeah it was. <laughs> <laughs> i love that so much and well of course as knowing me because abdullah takes a 40 empty 40 of old yeah. english cracks <laughs> it uses it as a as a knife i'll just say that <laughs> it it, I always felt really bad for the poor young bastard towards the end of his career that would have to take that elbow drop. <laughs> he would just, like, fucking collapse on you. It wasn't yeah. even an elbow drop anymore. Pugs, did they even get in the ring in that match? I don't remember. I, don't I think they did time. for, like, a, a couple seconds, but, it was, yeah. Yeah, it ends, in the, it ends in the ring, didn't it? Yeah, I think it, the, I yeah. looked it up. The match was only six minutes long. So. Yeah. And, no, no, it was a no contest. So I don't even know if they ever I gotta rewatch that match. Yeah. Vengeance isn't available for the whole show, so it's on XPW TV. So I have to do research and figure out what episode and it's a whole thing. I do remember first seeing him going, Holy shit, I didn't realize how big this man is. Like he was he, like, yeah, I would run away from him too, except you know, me being the fucking crazy little kid I am like you're one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stab that guy. <laughs> and well, that night I think the crowd was pretty pro savage. Yeah, he, he had that Fine, huge NWA uh, four-way with uh, Kevin Sullivan, Terry Funk, and Dusty Rhodes. That was like a, kind of a bit of a record breaker for an indie show because I think they drew like over five thousand fans for that, which you know at that time on the Indies was pretty unheard of. I and- saw recently a War Games match with Abdullah and on the other's team was Brody and Invader. I'm like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> the um well shit. Uh, what uh, what was the what was the Halloween Havoc match? His electrocution where he gets oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like I think it was Rick Steiner like just kind of like sits him down in that chair and he just but, gets but what was do you remember what the match was called? Uh, the, I know it had a name. Cactus was there too. Actually. Yeah, maybe it was just electrified. I, but I knew it was a Halloween Havoc. But <laughs> I used to love Halloween Havoc. Even stuff like that that I should have known was kind of garbage in a lot of ways. Like back then, hey, you yeah. know, sometimes garbage is fun. Garbage is fun. Yeah, uh, and that was a lot of fun. But uh, um, Qu- question for you guys here. So I I never knew that. Abdullah had that shit surgically. At least that's what New Jack claimed. Is that? Do you guys hear about it? Like the the cuts in his head, uh-huh. like the big like hot dog looking issues. Yeah. That was surgically made there, according to I, New Jack. No bullshit. Okay. But have you seen that interview with New Jack? No. I yeah. Okay. I I don't remember him making that claim, but I mean, here's the thing: he did that every every single night. No, I know, but what the fuck? New Jack does he not look he, in the mirror? No, that's what he's <laughs> like. Oh, this is why mine are like you know uh, more real and look shorter and stuff. But yeah, but consider how long Abdullah worked versus New Jack, plus the fact that every match he was getting, he was getting, but he was gigging. So 
that that's not every match with New Jack. Sometimes New Jack would just straight up destroy somebody, and that was the match. Uh, it makes sense that Abdullah would have looked like that towards the end. Well, maybe. Yeah. Well, and then New Jack keloids more, so it's a little little different. I mean, the yeah, scarring. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because, like, I never heard that theory. Uh, I knew he had a beef with them, but I think it was uh, that starting the outside and the, the fork. <laughs> Were they on the same card advantage? No, that was before New no. Jack came in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine a Gypsy Joe incident. It might be a little bit harder to like just pick up Abdullah and dump him on the ring. <laughs> Wait, I think Vengeance is the show with your uh, line, because that ma- that show features Mexico's Most Wanted versus the West Siders. That must be it then. <laughs> you want to hear that line? Uh, interview with Jasmine. Oh, uh, we could ask Jasmine about Abdullah because I think he did a three PW show. I could I be wrong. I can't remember if this is before or after Jasmine oh. left, too. So I think it was af- after. Yeah. I don't think she was there. It, yeah, I don't just, think she was at any of the sports arena shows. Quick side story. Did you ever – I could have asked her about it, but uh, did you ever hear about the, the rib that she played on Missy Hyatt where no. she was calling, like, his hotel room? Jasmine was calling his hotel room pretending to be Missy Hyatt. And like telling him, like you know, I want you to come up to my room and fuck. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> so Iron Sheik showed up at a convention, like at her table, and like a bunch of them were just like laughing. <laughs> 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 you come, you come to room, like, like yeah. It was like, oh, no. I, I never really, I don't remember how that ended though. <laughs> I feel like somebody's getting in a camel clutch. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Old Dude, country how- way. How about um, how soft-spoken, how we'll say Larry is, and his brother, who sounds like a cartoon character, not to be mean. I, I have a high-pitched voice myself, but I'm like, dude, <laughs> this is hysterical. He's the greatest. Yeah, pretty much, in the Paul Bear. <laughs> I wonder if he met him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Paul Bear just like met him once, and that's where he got the gimmick. um so yeah i mean a good chunk of this episode is is the hannibal stuff obviously but we hear from hugo savinovich and tony atlas i love tony atlas dude like he's he's just fun most of them were kind of like not that sympathetic to hannibal which was kind of interesting uh i mean hannibal does kick off the episode where he's like you're a piece of (laughs) And when you die, I hope it's slow and painful. Yeah. That's but, when you messaged us. And you're like, two minutes yeah. in, holy shit. I was like, yeah, that was pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, Robert, he said that. I looked at the time. I was like, yeah, that was it. <laughs> I When I moved out here, I just missed. It was open when I first moved here, but I didn't get there quick enough to the Abdullah's house of ribs. Um, so I hear it wasn't great. But <laughs> BYOF, bring your own fork. He might have been using the paper blades. The chicken, so definitely wasn't watching them forks. Reusing fucking forks and shit. (laughs) We save (laughs) money. Just just put it in the microwave a second, and yes, I remember when you moved out there. You said you were going to go, and you never did. I it. I want to say it closed like. Like I landed almost, and I think it might have closed up. So, unfortunately, you, it wasn't meant to be. But don't you and Flair have the same pest exterminator or something? 
Oh yeah, I can't tell that full story. Well, I'm just saying that part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we do. Flair's not too far from me. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it, it was a good episode. And the caretaker seems like a very nice lady. I hope you know. I'm she's a little honest. fishy there though too. Like I'm like, seems nice though, man. Winning me over. That's pretty hard there, to do. She's there for a reason, <laughs> and that might be where this. Uh, money hiding comes in i don't know uh yeah there's something there she's not just a caretaker i'm just being honest but uh but we'll we'll have to that's dan's opinion that's my opinion uh we'll have to review roaring fire one of his movies that they show clips from at some point is the album he recorded Japan, <laughs> which is probably worth a bunch of money. You know, whenever we start the, the reaction gimmick, we'll do this. Some of yeah. The songs. <laughs> Definitely uh, busting but, out some pile driver tracks then. Yeah. <laughs> Any uh, closing thoughts on Abdullah the Butcher, favorite memories, matches? I mean, I've only seen the one match live. I mean, mm-hmm. but yeah. He was a, he was he was a spectacle to watch, but I'm I'm not going to be like oh that was my favorite Abdullah match. You only really seen him once, Todd. Live, what about yeah. the what about the Axel Rotten at the Avalon? Yeah, he had a couple of XPW matches. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Do my brain just? I, like, I don't even I don't even think they made it to the ring in that one. Okay, I, I saw him like six or I seven times. I think a lot of it during that like era where. Yeah, he he couldn't get in the ring anymore, <laughs> so it was just the <laughs> brawl around the crowd. But always fun and live, even more so. He never would have worked as far as like a long term contract anywhere because there's just no like needs big, for him though. Yeah, it's like it's not Come special anymore. So, and I think he knew that. He knew like, okay, I'm never going to be just Joe wrestler guy or even just your standard monster heel. That's that's not what he did. He knew what made it made him money, much like Sabu knew that you know that people want to see me do the crazy shit. That's what they pay for. Uh, so I think really intelligent guy. Mm. Obviously made some stupid mistakes and probably doing a lot of bullshitting. <laughs> if we're being real, uh, um, but no, I see. I'm not. Gonna I don't. I don't think he's that man. smart, dude. <laughs> He was. He had a great mind for wrestling. That okay. That's different than very intelligent guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What are you trying to say? Yeah, how fucking stupid? <laughs> how fucking <laughs> stupid is? Or excuse me, low intelligence his brother is. That's still an asshole thing to say. But like, you can tell that family. Uh, they grew up in an age where education not that important. Well, dude, he didn't finish the fucking third grade. Yeah. Well, he was. Uh, it's a big guy to be teaching karate. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> Pretty big dude. I don't know if he's hitting any of those Van Damme uh, spin kicks. Hey, but... where do you think Seagal got his inspiration? Fucking A. There you go. I want to see Seagal break somebody's wrist and then like gank him with a fork in the next. Uh... Dude, for a second there, I thought Big Daddy V was going to start like doing like some butcher shit. Like, I don't know, something when he came out, I was like, are we getting some butcher action? Give me the fork. <laughs> I love Big Daddy V, dude. That he was his best it, fucking, though. that was the best version of him for me. Yeah. <laughs> Just massive swashing people. Yeah, I only dislike his first gimmick. Other than that, everything else he did was gold. Oh, Mabel? 
You're like fucking yeah. stupid ass. Maple. I liked Mabel too. <laughs> that was that was the worst year of that's the year I stopped watching wrestling. Was ninety six five? Fuck. <laughs> he no. should have just had like a comedy spot where he backs you in the corner and just starts smacking him with the titties. <laughs> He's motorboating him. Rumble ninety six brought me back. So it was oh, good because okay. Sean won and yeah, was a favorite at the time. There you go. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you get a Big Daddy V episode. There's some stories about him. That yeah. Thing. But we get uh, Bam Bam Bigelow will be the next one. So, And I don't know who we have after that, but we're we're getting close. We're, we're, Countdown uh, to Janetti. I know. Uh, that's the it's got to be Bash. Bash at the Beach uh, is still coming. We got to, yeah. So I, I'm not sure. Are, are we 10 episodes or are we longer this season? Last year there was like seventeen. It's was not it really? seventeen. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I might oh, because it was split. That. Yeah, That's right. and it was it was basically two seasons, but yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm well, I'm still an Abdullah guy. I I, I know he's oh, a, he fucked up, but I that feeling he gives me, I was like, oh, this is a real monster in real life. That's cool. I have <laughs> to expect him like this episode now, and he's gonna announce a return match. Rick Flair. You know what? He actually like takes Rick Flair's life in the ring. Eh, not a bad, not a bad way to go. All right, I think on that note. <laughs> on that note, guys, thanks for watching. Be sure to catch us Wednesday for Flesh Wound Horror Live and listen to uh, our Jasmine St. Clair episode and all that good stuff. On that note, good night. Mr. Todd. Good evening. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. All eyes matter. I'll see you in Disneyland. <laughs>